What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. Today, I thought it would be appropriate to talk about moods, especially coming off the highs from the holidays. There's a bit of sadness or downregulation of emotion after some elevated periods, like the holidays, almost like the aftermath of a climax. There is a clarity, a coming to senses, a looking at all your bills, a return to baseline, sometimes a dip below baseline until regulating again. So sometimes we feel a little bit extra sad until we feel normal again. And the reason I want to talk about this is because there are implications to the seasonality of moods. There are worlds we build in our heads and in real life in certain moods and worlds we might destroy just the same. And mainly, there needs to be some evening out, some leveling of moods across time so you don't progress and then regress and end up standing still for long periods of time. They say it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and a moment to destroy it. And here's what I want for you, for myself. A dependable inner self. With the decisions of which, once made, can be deeply relied upon and a growing trust with your intuition over time. Also, you can have within you the possibility, the ability to call upon your own capacity, your own potential, and bring it forth and to command it at will. And that requires you to work with you at all times through many shifting seasons of life. One offbeat season and you lose the inner resolve, the reputation with self. It at least takes a hit. And therefore, the rest of what you could have commanded out of you may remain dormant, delayed, or lost altogether. For this, there needs to be some rooted, core parts of you that are perennial to the storms and the shifting nature around it, that are evergreen through that, an unbending part of you that can withstand past the seasons. And the way to that unbending part of you, so that you were not misled by your momentary moods, is usually first found in principles and then acted out principles that turn into behaviors and acted out long enough that they are your character and values you consistently have chosen to uphold. And then that becomes your foundation against which the wind can beat or the hail or heat. Not many things disturb what lies in the core. And so again, the benefit of which becomes the passing moods that may encourage you to Make commitments, resolutions, or promises pass first through the filter of your standards. And then those that are actually committed to from those passing through that filter are actually carried out. The filter, the core of you, protects against the highs or the lows of the passing moods. It's an evening of sort, a regulating of sort. And so you, again, can be more dependable or build a reputation with yourself by witnessing yourself actually carrying out the things that you set out to because what passes through the filter is something that will be carried out. 
I probably talked about this topic from 17 different angles, from the power of thoughts to feelings to emotions. Maybe I've talked about moods. It goes without saying that we cannot trust any of our thoughts immediately. What I learned to do even more so to deflate the moods or to extract from them, other than just discounting them that you just can't trust them off the bat, what I've learned to do to deflate the moods even more is to extract from them something valuable by asking them a question, assuming that there lies something within it that might be worth keeping because the moods may bring some perspective that you may not have otherwise seen. So what I learned to deflate those moods or passing emotions by is by demanding evidence from them. Admittedly, I failed to do this through the peaks of emotions, through the emotional hijackings, because that's just how that works. But for the most part, since moods are the longer-lasting cousin of emotions, the umbrella of them, this tactic that I'm discussing, this asking your emotions for evidence, is more effective to counteract the seasonality of moods as opposed to just the spikes of emotions. Though I believe that dealing with those momentary emotions and those hijacks is just as important and can do just as much damage, I do believe that they require completely different tactics. What I'm more concerned about here is the colors that mood come with. The precarious part of moods is that they color everything you see through them while in them. So when in a high mood, you are overly optimistic and willing to commit to more than you can handle. And when in a low one, everything seems hopeless and you expect very little of yourself. And the problem is that with both of these, they lead you down an alley of wasting time and lost potential. One might get you started strong on an enthusiastic commitment or promise and ultimately then contribute to a negative against your self-reputation because it didn't pass your filter first and the commitment was soft. And the other might keep you away from swinging the bat altogether when opportunities might be right in front of you, present and available, but hidden by the cloud of your mood. So it is a goal for me, because moods won't go away, as seasons will not, unless you move to California with 300 days of delusion and sunshine. The goal should be to create within you the untouched self. That means you must have some things you are unbending about, some standards you do not compromise on, some principles that may never falter, that you keep even when no one is watching. And I would love to tell you where to go find them, but they are already inside of you. And what you are not willing to bend for is not the same as what I won't. You have to find that within yourself. But if you have any chance, any chance against the shifts of the wind on the way to where you want to get to, you better start digging. I love you, family. I'll see you on the next show.